War, a massacre of people who don't know each other for the profit of people who know each other but don't massacre each other. A quote by Paul Valerie. So what about that tongue twister there? <laughs> yeah, I was, whenever you said that quote, I was like, hold on. And I was like, let me read this again because I don't know what the heck just happened. So, yeah, I thought that was super interesting and I was like, oh my God, I had to put that in there. But it's basically saying that war is basically a massacre of people who don't know each other, but it's for people who know each other, but they don't massacre each other. So basically, they're massi like massacring people they don't know, but not each other, even though that they know each other. I don't know. Definitely a tongue twister, and I was like, I bet I confused a lot of our listeners today. <laughs> yeah, but if they like looked up the quote, they'd probably understand it once they reread it. But yeah, yeah that's it. That was an interesting quote. That was a deep yeah, one. I thought so too. But it it's Barb here on Texas Chicks Who Talk Murder. What's up, Shay? How's it going? It's going good. I can't complain. I'm I'm excited to finally be moving some stuff into our home. Um, yeah, I'm excited to start this new journey. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm ex super excited for you, and I'm hoping that tomorrow we can swing by and come check your place out. Yeah, I know. I'm excited for y'all to see it. Yeah, I'm. Um, it's just super fun whenever you do big things like that, and just you know that you're moving up the ladder and that it's another step in a big future for you guys so yes i totally agree all right i'd like to mention really quickly that the voters poll on our facebook page is going to be closing in the next few days so if you haven't already please be sure to get your votes in but that's all i'm going to cover today for business are you ready to dive into today's episode yes but one thing real quick is um I know before we mentioned that our May merch will be coming out and we're planning on May. It probably won't be May since I'll be moving. Um, and Barb is also busy as well. So it might be pushed out to June, but we're, we're trying our hardest. We promise guys, they're super cool shirts, but yeah, we're excited to do that, but it may, may be June. So please just be patient with us. Yes. Thank you guys for keeping up with the updates and stuff like that as well. Um, today I will be diving knee deep in the Slocum massacre that happened between July 29th through the 30th in 1910 in Slocum, Texas. I got most of my information from Wikipedia because like last week, a lot of places were pretty much just saying the same thing. And I want to ask you really quickly, Shay, have you actually heard of this massacre? I think I have, but I don't remember it like a hundred percent. But yeah, I'm really interested to hear about it. If I have heard about it, I'm interested to hear about it again. Okay. I can't remember well, though. Yeah, I am actually surprised that I have never heard about this in any of my history classes, like in all of my schooling experience through elementary, middle school, high school, college, nothing. I have never heard of this. And it literally blows my mind. 
So let's go ahead and get started. So in 1910, we all know that racism was in fact very much a huge problem. In fact, in Texas, only there was reported to have been 335 lynchings and 261 of those were African Americans. These number were only those that were actually reported and that's literally no telling how many killings that weren't reported or kept up with or anything like that. During this time period, the whites were socially on a pedestal, which meant that if someone was to make an accusation against someone of color, most of the time they weren't even given a trial. They were just automatically guilty and sentenced to death. It didn't matter if or not what the allegations being made from the whites was true or not. It's They were taking their word for it, very much like um, the witch trials. So there was a lot of racial tension between white supremacists and African Americans in Texas at this time. And the Slocum massacre is rumored rumored to have been created by two different events that happened during the year 1910. The very first event that took place was a promissory note written by a successful African-American businessman whose name was Marsh Holly, and it was written to a farmer who was a disabled white man named Redden Alford. During the time um, of this note, there was supposedly an argument and Marsh really didn't think anything of it. To him, Marsh, to, to Marsh, it wasn't really an argument. It was just like a, let me say what I need to say type thing. And from what I could find, he really just took it as a disagreement and literally went on about his day. As for Redden, he didn't seem to take it the same way Marsh did. He viewed it as Marsh trying to start an argument and threatening him with his life or saying that, you know, something's going to happen to you. And obviously he was disabled, so he went on gallivanting, making up rumors, basically. Shortly after this took place, the second event was when an African-American farmer named Abe Wilson was sent to inform several people that there would be maintenance on the railroad tracks, which would likely mean that no one could use it to transport goods until the maintenance was finished. A white farmer named Jim Sperger got mad that he was telling the news about the railroad because he felt it was a violation of white supremacy because there was just no way quote, a black man was supposed to be helping the community and telling people what to do, end quote. So at this point, word got around quickly, just like it did with the event involving the note and the word that was floating around, just wasn't true. And people were talking about Abe going around the town, being the boss over a white farmer crew, which wasn't the case at all. The rumor was that he was running a, a crew of white people and that he was just doing what he was told from his boss. There was also petty other rumors such as African-American males sleeping with white leaders' daughters and things like that, but it all really boils down 
to the massacre happening because the whites felt that they were climbing the social and economic ladder upwards and felt threatened to sustain their roles in society themselves. Oh, boo-hoo. Oh my gosh, I literally can't stand people. I know. I'm like, this is so stupid. Like, for what? For what? Okay. So, the white people in the town started to recruit other white people surrounding the area in order to commit a massacre against them in order to stop them from uprising. They hid their wives and children in schools and churches as they went out to hunt with their guns, ammo, and alcohol. At the time, the district judge was Benjamin Gardner, and he realized what some of the people were trying to do, so he issued a court order to shut down every gun and ammunition store, as well as alcohol stores, but by the time he heard about it and then took action on it, it was just too late, and the people already had everything they needed. The killings began when a group of six white men walking around encountered a few teenagers. At this point, the white men began trying to hurt and kill these kids. All of them got away except for one teenager, and they were tragically killed by the group. During this time is when groups of around 50-plus white males were gathering together in Anderson County, predominantly black neighborhoods and they were trying to kill anyone that they encountered inside or outside of their homes. These left many people fleeing into the nearby woods that surrounded their homes in hopes to get away from the killers. But as they were fleeing, they were shooting them at like shooting at them while they were running into the woods. This killing spree lasted 16 hours. And I want to say something real quick because if you knew, if the the Benjamin knew about what they were trying to do and he knew it was too late and that they already raided all these guns and ammunition and alcohol stores, why did you let something like this go on for 16 hours? Where was the people standing up for that community, the police officers, the security people, whoever? Why, why is nobody doing anything? Because like, because they are on the same side of the fence as the people who are doing it. They're just not taking the action. So they're just like, eh, we don't really have to do anything because we're supposed to be on their side when it's not a side situation. They're, but, they're all freaking humans. It doesn't make any sense. Even yes, if that guy was trying to stop. Yeah, exactly. And I think, I mean, yes, there's a lot of people that were on the side, but there's a lot of people back then that fought against slavery that yeah. weren't or slavery and it's like where are y'all like are y'all maybe because the majority was the opposite and they were rooting for the white men but there still was a group that was rooting for the other side but they just laid low I guess I uh, I couldn't even tell you it you know you also have to think there's 50 of these men who are literally filled with rage for because their little pride was touched Um, but it's hard to fight 50 plus men who are on a rage attack and especially if you're part of the African American community you couldn't fight back because if you fought back that means you were automatically guilty and you were going to be hung for it and that meant that you wanted war yeah and so it's just it's a hard situation and if that guy really wanted to stop it there's no such thing as too late because 16 hours is 
too long. You yep. could have stopped it in the first hour, but you didn't want to. So don't lie. Yep, exactly. And I want to point out as well that during this whole entire time, there was only what they say at this point was five murders that were reported and documented. Five, y'all. I feel like there's no way that only five killings happen whenever you had multiple groups of people going around neighborhood to neighborhood, terrorizing and killing people and killing anyone that got in their way. How are you only going to report five? They're lying. They're 100% lying. Like, it is my opinion, my opinion, obviously, it's not facts, but I do feel that there were way more than five deaths. I totally agree with you. So, Sheriff William Black stated he was the main sheriff that was going on, or in charge when this was going on, stating that these people were just being hunted and hunted without any real cause, and they were being hunted like sheep. After the spree ended, Sheriff Black and Sheriff Lacey went to investigate what happened in the areas and calculated how many casualties that actually occurred. They admitted that many of the African Americans were terrified and didn't understand why the mob came after them like that, especially whenever they didn't do anything to provoke them. The Texas Rangers and the state militia were called out to help thoroughly investigate the crime scenes. The Texas Rangers also helped many, many black women and children get back on their feet. Um, basically, were just there in aid. Marsh Holly, the white farmer I mentioned earlier, was put into custody after police found out about the rumor floating around about the note that was given to him, and they thought that he could have been the one to help start the massacre. He was put under protection in jail, and at this time, he denied, 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 ever stating that the note was one of the causes behind the massacre. And there are theories as to where the bodies of the deceased were actually laid. Some say they were buried in Abe Wilson's land. The gentleman who I mentioned earlier that alerted the maintenance being done on the railroad track. Some say they were buried in a trench and some say they were thrown in a ditch. I wasn't able to find like actually where they lay at rest for sure and even with only the reports of five to six deaths when the next census was done within the place of Slocum over one half of the African-American population was left in that area the rest were just gone mm -hmm. so no telling if they died in the massacre or if they just fled the area from fear but I'm talking about one half of the population here yeah that's just like I mean I get fleeing makes sense as well but these people just went on a rampage and I know like in my thought and opinion more than five people were murdered because there's no way they would just kill five people no like how are you gonna and that makes me question like about the sheriffs that investigate uh -huh. it's like where they and I hate to say it, but like, were they white? Who who did? Because surely you could, you wouldn't have African American being a sheriff of a town in 1910. Yeah. So no. it's like, are you telling the truth? And to me, they're not. There's no way that half of the population just fled and were gone. 
I agree. I 100% agree with you. So there was evidence of some of the aftermath that stayed with some of the victims. Actually, a man named Jack Hawley survived the massacre and moved his family somewhere else, leaving behind his products and his general store he opened after being freed from slavery. He just got his family and left everything behind. Literally, his job, his livelihood, every which way he's literally rose up from the ashes to build for his family. He just left in the dust because he was terrified. That literally breaks my heart because the fact that these these 50 men felt that their pride was being taken, like, like one little person touched one little part and their pride just overran them and was just like, we can't let this happen, blah, blah, blah. Like, that gives me very much... I can't say that on this podcast, but just know that this is freaking disgusting and this is not okay. And I know for a fact that they killed more than five people and I hope that they rot in hell. Well, Here. by now, I feel like they're probably dead because it's been over a Well, no. Years, I hope, like, currently, I literally hope that they are rotting, rotting in prison. I mean, oh, in, in okay. hell. Oh, yeah. I see what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. Agree. So... Another person who lived to tell his story was a man named Lusk Holly. And Lusk actually witnessed his brother being murdered by the mob. And he, like during the time of the invasion, I guess you would say, he decided to play dead so they wouldn't kill him. And then when it was over, he got himself and he moved to Dallas, Texas. The people who were, who were reported dead were brothers i think there were two brothers the hollies there was also cleveland markin sam baker dick and jeff wilson ben dancer john hayes and will burley there was no thorough investigation done with what i could find there was none and there was none done in order to really find out exactly how it happened and who all was behind it there was a few suspects who were arrested and charged. Several were charged with more than one first-degree murder. Some had up to three counts of first-degree. But every single one of them was released, pretty much by posting bail, which only costed them about $1,500, which in today's money is around $45,000. Some of the men who were arrested were just released without any charges or bells, probably because investigators felt that they didn't contribute to the massacre like they initially thought. Yes, but Yeah, but it, like, that still doesn't defeat the fact that not one of them sat in jail for this. Not one person. They all just got out of jail by posting bail. Yeah, because if, if this was the other way around, you can believe every single one of them would have been dead, even if they couldn't confirm that they were part of the massacre. Every single, every single African American, if they were a part of this, would have been hung for doing something like this. Yeah. So exactly. that just shows, like, it just freaking grosses me out. I can't. Yep. And I want to say too that there are many places that you can actually learn about the Slocum massacre, such as online, obviously. And there's also a book called the 1910 Slocum Massacre, an act of genocide in East Texas, which was written by E.R. Bills. 
and a woman named Constant Holly Jawade was a Dallas administrator and her great grandfather was one of the victims who was Jack Holly and he died in the Slocum massacre. She applied in many different ways over the course of several years to get a historical marker in remembrance of what took place for the victims. And I wanna say that it was denied a lot of the times, but she kept on and on and on trying to get approval for it. And it was officially approved in 2015 and is located on FM 2022. I did a quick summary of what happened during this tragic event. I think it is truly mind-blowing how this is not taught in Texas history, but it almost seems as if like people meant to forget like what happened here. Like just her, just by Miss Polly trying to get a memorial for them over and over and over again, which took many years, not only her, but a lot of the people in Slocum tried and, you know, advocated for a historical marker and it was denied several times. So I feel like people were just trying to forget what happened. I think that the reason it was denied over and over again is because people today are so scared to talk about what happened in the past and that they're, they just want to try to erase it from reality when it actually happened. Things like this happen all the time in all kinds of places but they don't they're so scared to show what happened and show the history that they're they don't want to share this in um school books or as a placard for a memorial stand because they don't want to remember that this happened but i'm sorry honey but this happened and you need to share it because it shows yeah there is still racism today but it shows the growth and it will only I hope from here it will only get better because times are changing and like I said I'm very aware that there's a lot of things happening in the world today but I just can't like this is this really gets under my skin and the fact that it took them so long to just get approved for a placard shows and you already know that it's going to be even longer before this is even a thing in any kind of lesson learning. So yeah. I'm really glad that she was an advocate and she really stuck to it and really wanted and all the people who are advocating for all these placards to be shown. Yes, and I can agree with everything that you just said and especially about people wanting to forget our history and it's like you have to remember where we came from in order for us to not repeat what we've done in the past, mm-hmm. whether that's against the African American community, against the Hispanics against the whites against the Asian community like you have to remember what we've done in order for us as people not to like forget and repeat the things that we have done we have to always keep moving forward because we are one honestly we're, we're just people we're all the same thing we all come from the same place we're all going to the same place you know and yeah. so I feel like things like this need to be taught like I would have loved to have learned this in the Texas history book because we learned about other wars we learned about other genocides other massacres why can't we learn about one that's here in our own state so with that being said I'm sorry I was passionate about this one I feel like I'm always going on a rant about (laughs) it's okay because that's the whole point why we do this is to share our opinions and share like 
this struggle like this needs to be out there this needs to be told and this is one of the cases that i 100 agree with you if y'all have if y'all can share this as much as possible because the fact that i've heard of this but i haven't like really went into it and knew every detail like blows my mind yeah and most definitely if you could that'd be great but that basically wraps up today's episode and i want to thank you guys for tuning in and just listening to us share our thoughts and the cases that we want to share with you guys it really makes our day and if you would please take a second of your time to give us a review or rating on whatever platform you're listening to us on to today it would be awesome it really helps us reach a larger audience and as always watch your back and stay out of dark places because you never know who's lurking bye bye